0: Jeff how are you doing today I'm doing great I'm just happy to be with you John
1: you know it, it's it's good to have you here as this has actually turned out to be a, a pretty interesting podcast for people I, I did a couple of them now we did one with MVG and then Scott and people seem to like them they're asking when the next one is so I figured hey you know what let's get Jeff on here because yeah, I'm, been... I'm,
0: I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to follow those guys up that's a, that's a good uh good guest spot so far well, you've been uh, uh, all over Twitter from what I've seen, so I figure yeah, I, we can't, I have... can't help myself. <laughs> How's uh, how are things leading up to E3 for you? That's, that's the big yeah, thing you know, right now. It's getting busy, right? It feel it's starting to feel like E3 is upon us. It, it really, man, that first part of the year flew by. It is has gone by so fast, and I guess it's weird because um, normally, uh, if, if E3 was really happening, I would be planning like travel and I'd have to worry about that side of stuff and uh having that stuff not be part of it makes it's like oh e3 is just gonna get here when it gets here and it's gonna be sprung upon us so uh yeah it's been pretty it's been pretty interesting uh, things are starting to get out there lots of people getting very excited so uh, and you know i'm one of them i'm getting very excited to check out e3
1: me too I, I it feels like e3 is is coming back because last year we didn't have e3 so right we had we had summer game fest and uh I mean, that was that was something. But uh, it's I mean, it's still going on, I guess. Yes. (laughs) uh, I mean, uh, Jeff did the best he could with what he had, you know, at the last minute. So what what can you do? You know, he at least tried to get made it work.
0: Yeah, he made it work for what he could do. Mostly it was just getting partners to actually agree to be like, uh, you know, a, a, a part of that thing. And I think most people weren't ready. Most a lot of companies were probably saying, yeah, I guess we might do that. And then uh you know they have to live up to their side of the bargain cuz it's not like Jeff Keighley was going to produce something for them uh but this year it seems like things have come better come together in a way more co- cohesive way and that's great
1: yeah a lot goes into it people i don't think people realize how much has to happen in the background yes. for all these things to come together uh even like the game awards like i can't even wrap my mind around how much has to go in just to make yes. that all work in like a Three hours time like people complain about you know being too long and it does feel like it drags out but then you got to remember like every minute of that show is accounted for so it's like so much stuff that goes into that I've never done E3 I've never gone to an E3 like in person I'd love for it to come back maybe next year because I-, I would like to go before like people already kind of see it as
0: unnecessary
1: so I'd yeah. like to go there before it like is completely gone gone and we just go all remote basically mm-hmm.
0: Yeah it's 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 going to transform in in a permanent way someday who knows when that'll be. I mean clearly this is a, a an inflection point now and they'll make it they'll realize we can do a lot of this stuff remotely and you're right. That'll that'll be its future. Um especially after all these companies spin up production arms and and, and you know divisions within themselves to handle these sorts of things. Now everyone can do a Nintendo direct so everyone will do one. Um uh, but but you know E3 still its value. It, you know clearly we get excited about it. Like we you know we see the traffic for it whenever we do anything related to E3. People care a lot about it, and you kind of you kind of can't ignore that if you're one of these companies. So uh, uh, and and if there is you know if a lot of these Japanese companies want to keep coming to America and doing business and having their meetings here, that'll be one reason to kind of keep the physical one going for a little bit longer. I think. And yeah, I, I hope they do a couple more because I, I definitely was not getting tired of it yet.
1: Oh gotcha. Yeah, I think my webcam froze. Oh no. <laughs> In Discord. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I it. That happens. Yep. It happens. Yep. you can't win with the cam link half the time. Nope. <laughs> but that's mm-hmm. fine. True. That's fine. Uh what do what do what do we have coming up uh, at E3, Jeff? Because you're you're always on Twitter talking about this. The biggest thing that I mean, everyone's talking about right now is Starfield. Like yeah. Starfield is everywhere. And you yeah. just did a you just did a whole write-up on this. And I was looking through it and it, it makes complete sense to me about Starfield and where Microsoft's positioning it. But it still seems hard for people to wrap their mind around this whole thing. And I, I'm not really sure why that necessarily is. Maybe it's because it's Bethesda and it's ZeniMax and we've known about we've of them as like multi-platform, you know, developers for so long. But I mean, we're, we're pretty I mean, everyone's pretty confident that Starfield's going to be announced as an Xbox Game Pass PC Uh, Title like there won't be a PlayStation logo there most likely right at the end of the trailer. Which I mean, at this point, Starfield's leaking all over all over the internet right now. There's screenshots Mm -hmm. everywhere for this thing. So all we can assume is that in about three to four weeks, we're gonna we're gonna see a trailer for it and maybe find out the release year for it, but definitely the platforms it's coming to.
0: Yeah, they'll come out and they'll 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 talk about it a lot at E3, and uh, I think these leaks are. Uh, you know, they're related to it coming out to E3 a little bit, but a lot of these leaks, though, especially the screenshots, they're pretty old, they're, and, and some people have had them for a long time, I guess, and now now they're getting handed out and, and spread around, and, uh, you know, that's just fuel, fueling the fire. A lot of people very excited for this. Uh, I think Todd Howard even, when they did that March uh, roundtable with Microsoft, when the deal closed, Todd Howard even said, like, it's getting a lot of hype for a game that no one's seen. So like Todd Howard even like recognizes it's pretty wild out there for this game that no one has seen anything of really. Even when you could take into, into account these leaked screenshots, we don't really know what this game is. Um, but yeah, it, again, another thing where we put something out and we see the traffic for it. We see how much people care about this thing. And I, that just speaks to a number of factors of it is the next game from the company that made Skyrim. And it's also a, a big Xbox game and people are interested on for that side of things and then like you said like what what I wrote to uh people like still were had their hopes up for some reason and i think mostly it has to do with the fact that Bethesda was working on this game for years so clearly they were making a PlayStation version right before Microsoft closed the deal are they just going to throw out all that work is kind of the thinking there and it turns out yeah they they're, they're going to throw out throw out all that work cuz it's serving a larger strategic sure. strategic purpose for sure yeah i
1: mean really if you think about it they they're basically saying no to i mean how many copies would it really sell on like the ps4 and the ps5 three four million copies maybe
0: yeah you know yeah, in that so range, yeah
1: they're looking at like okay we're gonna say no to about 200 million dollars but you know you're right That's it right. does serve a larger purpose of well this is going to be something we've invested in for the next you know 20 years probably with bethesda for building game pass if, if they're serious about it, it we got to give people reasons to go to game pass and uh well, this is it you know you gotta burn some cash now to make it in the future basically
0: yeah, and all, all of that reasoning is going to apply to everything going forward. So Doom, probably going to be the same thing. Like the next Doom game, you say, oh, you know, that's got, it's a legacy thing. Maybe that comes to PlayStation. All this reasoning is still going to apply. They're probably going to make the same exact decision for all the sequels to all the games that you might've played on PlayStation.
1: Right. Well, Wolfenstein or a uh, Dishonored. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Except let's for maybe...
0: Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, we don't know.
1: That was, yeah, but, and that might have been a deal that was made before Microsoft signed off. Like, yes. and they've been pretty good about honoring that. Obviously, Deathloop, they even delayed Deathloop, uh, because they felt it needed more time. Let's be real, they could have pushed that out and been like, all right, we, we did what we were supposed to do.
0: That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they,
1: they actually delayed it. So they, they wanted more time on it. That's kind of cool. You know, they, they're yeah. looking to at least provide a, a good product up there for them. So,
0: great. Yeah, um, they, they have no interest in burning partners, like uh, getting into lawsuits with anybody, no interest in, uh, Making PlayStation look bad with some with their own games, like it's 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 just a win-win scenario if those games come out and they're good, everyone likes Bethesda still, and then you know PlayStation users get a good game, and then when those games come to Xbox, they'll be on Game Pass day one, and everyone to be like, oh, now we get a chance to play this game that all these PlayStation fans really like. That's great too. So, yeah.
1: So what do you think? So what are you thinking about? Like, all right, so I was talking to Rand and John Cartwright in a video about mm-hmm. Microsoft. I watched that video.
0: Yeah, yeah, we were having that.
1: we were just kicking some ideas around, and having fun with it, but. There was one thing we kind of mentioned at the end, because I, I thought about it too. I was like, I'm so used to having, like, Microsoft prediction video and then something for Bethesda, then something for Nintendo, and so on. Um, but this time, we're talking about Microsoft and Bethesda possibly being in the same show or in proximity to each other because technically they're, you know, all under the same umbrella now. Um, I'm trying to figure out how this show is going to come together for Microsoft because Rand mentioned, okay, maybe they're going to do. Microsoft and then Bethesda in the same day or night or something basically it yeah. feels like one big show uh because that would be th- I mean that'd be quite the show if they're gonna have all of that happen that'd be that might be three to four hours of just game after game after game so I, I don't know I don't know if you had any any thoughts or opinions on how they might try to put it together or anything um uh, but I yeah, it kind of
0: goes to me either way yeah, so I, I do, and I, I think this is uh, this is a bit of an informed speculation, but, you know, it leans towards the informed side. Uh, I think so. Uh, for a while, I was saying that they were going to have two different shows, but they would be stitched together in a way that felt kind of seamless, and they would definitely be positioning them as a package deal. Um, I think that has uh, – th- they've stepped back from that a little bit, and the plan now seems to be let's put Xbox and Bethesda together in one show, and um, that could be it – it's still going to be a pretty big show, I think, but I, I also – Um, My guess here is Bethesda is saying, hey, we no longer have to carry a show by ourselves. Why would we try to do that? So uh, instead of rushing out and crunching and try to get assets ready for games that uh, are still pretty far away, um, why don't we just set those things aside and focus on the games that we can show and fit it into the Xbox showcase since we have all these other Xbox partners now that can carry a show together with us. so I, I, that might be a little disappointing for people thinking, oh, so it's going to be smaller from Bethesda. Yes, but also it, just, it means they're going to focus on the games that they're going to get to you relatively soon. And that doesn't mean there won't be new stuff. There's going to be new stuff. Um, you know, and really Starfield, the, the, probably the big thing from Bethesda is going to be all new stuff that we haven't seen before. And that's going to feel like the first time we're really seeing this game. And so that alone is going to be a big deal. But then they have like one or two other things maybe. Uh, I think that's kind of where we're leaning toward now.
1: Okay. Okay. That, I mean, that's... That that's interesting because I wonder if they're just going to literally have like, open with Starfield or or you know just open with a Bethesda game and then go right to a Microsoft game then to a Bethesda game then back and forth or is it going to be like a clean break where they're like okay we're going to move over now to Bethesda stage and you know Todd Howard to walk out and do all these different things Uh, that's I think it's going to be really interesting this year to see how they handle uh, what what is now you know one company basically. Uh, attempting Mm -hmm. to do this so i'm i'm excited to see how they're gonna make all of this work uh sunday too we think they're just gonna kick everything off and say okay we're we're here first let's do it like they usually do
0: you know they always do they always like going first they've never had a problem with that even when um even when uh like sony would always go after them and sony would find some way to undercut them every year uh microsoft still never hesitated about going first so i expect them yes that first day of e3 that is scheduled right now that's when i would expect to see them yeah
1: Sure, sure. Okay. Okay. That that should be a lot of fun. I'm I'm looking forward to uh to what they have there. We were also talking about like Forza and some other games from Microsoft. I was it was really funny to hear that Forza Horizon, I guess five would be next up from the Forza team. And I yeah. guess Motorsports just coming next year. They're they're really spending their time on that engine, which I guess that engine's also gonna be used for Fable. So that's interesting we'll find out more how that looks too um but i I mean i I like horizon a lot and i I was pretty happy to hear about that because i like that more than the track racers it was just strange that it's going to go such a long gap between official like forza track
0: racers i i guess but yeah it just makes sense for the way that those teams have been working uh they they promised a lot with the next motorsport they promised a big you know shift up uh, to the next generation of technology and they didn't make any promises like that with horizon they haven't really talked about horizon a lot but that doesn't mean like horizons in that same position horizon is in a, p- a point where they could still do another sequel and most people would be like yeah give me just another one of those and then after that go ahead and build on on the motorsport technology after that and and that makes a lot of sense that just puts them in a situation where they could still have a big kind of surprise game come out this holiday and stand next to halo be very different than halo but another good reason to make you feel good about getting game pass and that's going to work out well for them i think
1: uh, oh you mentioned halo oh that's going to be the interesting one to see what happens uh, what happens with that, that one uh, i'm i'm very hopeful cuz yeah. i'm such a big halo fan that they're yeah. going to show up with something that looks next gen uh that that looks much better than what they showed and all right so i floated this idea uh, as well do you think that they just go off and do some other big set piece, something that really wows everyone, or do you think they just run through the exact same spot last time and just show off the differences? I, I don't think
0: they're going to do the ex- exact same spot, although I listened <laughs> to your show, and I thought that was a really good idea. It's a really good idea. I, I, I think that they're going to show multiplayer, and That'd it's going cool. to be like, this is Halo multiplayer still. This That's what we're making for you. We're making Halo multiplayer. It's going to be some Halo-ass multiplayer, and uh, I, I think they'll do that. And then um, I'm... I do hope they show some like gameplay from the the, the single player campaign, but they're going to focus on spots that are, are graphically and like lighting intense to show off, look, we did improve the technology. Doesn't this look good? Doesn't it look like the coalition has been helping us with visuals? Doesn't it look like, uh, and and, you know, at the same time, also maybe showing some story spots to play to the fans that really like the, the, the the narrative, um, that's probably what they'll do. And I, I do think, um, you know, in terms of uh, you spoke earlier, like E3 is a lot of work. These shows are a lot of work. I do think they are still in a spot where doing a lot of work for E3 is going to be kind of a hassle. They'll, they'll Mm. have, they'll obviously have stuff at E3, but I don't think it's going to be um, 25 minutes of Halo. I think it's going to be like, we'll get some stuff together, stuff that we know we can produce. And, we got to get back to work. I'm sorry. We got to get back to work on this game. We're shipping it this year. That's the plan. Uh, you cannot distract us from that. I'm sorry. So, right. Uh, I, I think That's it's going to be a, a smaller sort of uh, presentation overall than what you might expect.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, because it takes a while to build some of these demos out. So it, it makes sense to just be like, look, here's here's like a it really clean. Does tight five minutes all right and then we're we're going back and we're just gonna get this game done because i I I mean that game has to come out has to come out this year
0: (laughs) it really does yeah Yeah, it was on the back of my xbox series x uh packaging (laughs) (laughs) it's still on some mountain dews on i got my house somewhere so yeah oh oh,
1: that's right i wonder if they're just gonna rerun all those all that marketing stuff again this year then
0: uh, yeah, I, I, I wonder if Microsoft in, ends up having to pick up the bill for, like, reprinting a lot of that stuff. I, oh. bet, there's some, I bet there's something like that sort of thing in, involved here. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: there's supposed to be a lot of, uh, you get codes off of the back of Monster Energy Drinks and, like, all mm-hmm. this stuff was supposed to happen. Wow, that's, that's going to be interesting. I I did, I figured we would have a big Game Pass game reveal here, and the talk's been Battlefield for a while. So, I was I was kind of thinking they might show that there as well since June, apparently, is when we're going to see Battlefield. So,
0: yeah. I, yeah. I I yes um I think that's likely um I you know so uh they were going to show something in early May they moved it why why would they move it and people are like oh it's cuz of the leakers uh, in this case that's that had nothing to do with it is cuz they probably found a partner to show it with in June and they didn't want there to be a big gap it's kind of what I would expect and sure. uh so, so who who is there in early like it's <laughs> it's got to be xbox right yeah. so yeah and I, I i i don't know for sure i think i think we've heard that they had the co-marketing deal for this um so yeah that makes a lot of sense to me i, I wonder what that looks like because uh, and again i listened to your show and you guys were saying always well, is, is everything going to be in game pass um is that why that is in there now mm. I, I don't know uh, that would be really that'd be a big move that'd be a big that would move be. for them
1: for battlefield absolutely would be so yeah. uh that i mean microsoft's making some big moves right now for game pass so yeah. it's very possible and as i think you mentioned when we were on the podcast with uh concerns around inflation and stuff it's better for some of these companies to spend their money now and make it yeah. back you know years from spend now and now maybe things are a bit I mean, better taxes with they're going to go
0: up too for these corporations like tax they're going to pay more in taxes very soon probably when they're when you know the biden tax is going to affect eventually for these big corporations so you have money now get it off your books spend it like that that's going to help you in the long run it's gonna be worth way more now than it's going to be worth in a year or two i also like this is the holiday where you need something like that from from microsoft uh you're probably gonna have halo and that'll be great and you're probably gonna have forza horizon 5 uh but you've gone a whole year really without any big exclusives so if you could fill it in with another big game pass third-party day and date release uh that's gonna just seal the deal for a lot of people i think
1: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. will. so I'm I mean, I think
0: their show's gonna be pretty
1: good overall. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so we'll we'll see what we get there. But uh, I did. I did also want to ask you what your thoughts were on a possible acquisition from Microsoft, because I still kick around the idea of them just saying, oh, we also picked this studio up yeah. uh, even at E3. I know they I think they mentioned at one point that they're not going to do that. Or they don't have any plans of announcing any new acquisitions at like an event like E three. They might just put it out as a press release. But we did just see what happened with like Warner Media and yeah. uh it Exploded and Warner games. They're they're splitting them up. They're split, apparently yeah. they're gonna split these studios up. So like Nether Realm could be over here and we might have Rocksteady over there and who knows if uh Discovery even wants to have gaming studios under right. them. They might just say who wants them and like microsoft might come in and say well nether realm looks pretty good
0: we do have killer yeah.
1: instinct uh we, we ne- do i mean cool nether realm is
0: the one that makes the most sense still they Realm was always the one that made the most sense but yeah. uh, now that it's just exploded uh i i would th- i would think that there's probably some a lot more interest peaking up people are going hey what what do they want now and you know the, the reality there is you know there's the rumors of nether realm working on a Marvel versus DC. That, that would and be crazy. <laughs> there is one company in the world that could convince everyone to work together on that. And it is NetherRealm. It, NetherRealm sells so many fighting games. They make yep. so much money for all their partners. They, they not very easily, but they do seem to, equipped to make some, something like that happen. And that would be um, having that sort of like powerful uh, force on, on your side would definitely be worth the money. All these other studios kind of come with some IP issues where um You know, you're going to have to like license the Batman character because yeah, Discovery probably might not want to make video games, but they definitely want to own Batman, and so they're not going to sell Batman to Microsoft. Um, And so that that's going to create some issues there, like Suicide Squad, whatever they're working on now. Uh, And that makes you know Rocksteady less valuable overall. Uh, But but NetherRealm, yeah, that's one where if uh, when this when the dust settles from WB, which I've like had like I haven't had time to like like track down what's Mm -hmm. happening there, but when the dust settles from it, I wouldn't be surprised if. A company like Microsoft to step in to to purchase uh, NetherRealm that would be that would be a nice fit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would I would be really interested to see how much that would even cost them to get NetherRealm uh, with Mortal Kombat attached to it, especially since we just saw like the movie. Uh, that came out and I mean it wasn't like an overwhelmingly like great movie in terms of winning an Oscar or anything like no, that but no. for what it was and what fans were looking for it was a fun popcorn movie so if it gets a sequel
0: know. I bet it'll be a pretty decent movie I, the first one was kind of boring to me this, this new first one uh, but but yeah I, I hope they do another one because they have a nice foundation
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and they had the tease at the end as well for the character yeah. that everyone wants to see come in so uh, yeah, that could be that could be fun overall. So, you know, looking forward to Microsoft E3. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then I Sony apparently is not going to be there, but Nintendo will be. Mm-hmm. And I assume Sony's going to probably still do something in June at some point. They'll you know they
0: they might. I, I laughed about they them could go, going they can go in July maybe, but July, June maybe, yeah. but I think maybe July.
1: Okay, but Nintendo is going to be there. They made it very known online that they will be there. Even Doug Bowser tweeted about it and was like, looking forward <laughs> to, to doing some some cool things with interactivity with fans and all of this. So I assume they're going to participate heavily in that E3 mobile app or whatever they're they're doing there with fans. Yeah, but whatever that
0: is. Yeah,
1: Nintendo's the interesting one because a lot of people have been talking about the Zelda anniversary that hasn't really kicked off yet, even the Mario one. Like, they pushed Mario off a cliff, and now we're kind of waiting for for the Zelda 1 to start up. We have Skyward Sword HD coming up here and there's basically been uh, almost I mean it's almost confirmation about there being a collection of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess on yeah, the Switch. Might as well um, have been,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: So, everyone's kind of looking forward to them getting that started and see what they have whether it's new merchandise and I I assume E3 is where they start to kick this off and just start talking about different Zelda related things uh for this for this year coming up. But then there's a whole slew of other uh rumors and leaks and random things that got kicked out there like a 2d metroid and so on um what were, what were your thoughts about nintendo coming up here anything you're you're hopeful of or, or speculating on or looking forward to
0: yeah i think the reason we haven't been hearing about uh the zelda anniversaries because this is when they're going to do it they're going to make this a very zelda themed e3 and uh i do think that means we we, we clearly are going to hear about that wind waker special i think that, that the collection i think they don't want to um Kind of undermined skyward sword too much um mm. and so they're like let's just let skyward sword exist as the thing we're doing for now and then we'll get to e3 and uh it's not it doesn't come out before e3 right it comes out a little bit after when, when it's skyward after uh,
1: it's it's in july i believe mm-hmm. so you'll see right, it in july then, so with the uh, joy cons right.
0: as well so then you use e3 as this platform for saying why when you buy skyward sword you are buying into this whole celebration that we're doing with Zelda. And if you miss out on Skyward Sword, you're gonna miss out on something. And then look, here's the next step. It's going to be the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess collection. And then here's the next step and and so on. And then eventually to Breath of the Wild 2. And that seems like kind of like the clear plan that they're gonna go for here. And I I think that'll make it for a pretty good show. Um, It's kind of all the other stuff like uh, Switch Pro, probably not gonna hear about that here. Uh, I'm not expecting
1: just, it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> no. expect
0: it at all. I think if they talk about it it, it this year because if it if it launches this holiday we'll hear about it about 2 months before. So that means like September maybe in that in that time frame. Um but that means not not at E3 and that means not mentioning that Breath of the Wild 2 is going to have some it's going to run so much better on the Switch Pro which could pose some problems but they'll probably just show a trailer and kind of talk about that's around what that we're stuff.
1: trying to figure out is if Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out this year. There's a lot of question around that and if it's going to make yep. the holiday or if it's going to come out in like the first quarter of next year. Right. So it kind of aligns with when Breath of the Wild 1 came out in March alongside of the Switch. I mean, they could have a whole little like Switch anniversary where the Switch Pro and Breath of the Wild yep. 2 come out all at the same time, just like they did when the Switch first launched. I I felt like they'd want to get Breath of the Wild 2 out for the holiday because otherwise I was trying to think of what their holiday title would be since it's, I mean, there's nothing else really to think. I mean, sure, they have Pokemon, but like that fans are already looking at that as like a smaller Pokemon game, even though there are remakes of uh, Diamond and Pearl, which were really good games. Yeah. uh, The art style, the visuals, it being kind of pushed off to another team, not necessarily you know, Game Freak's A Team uh, is making people look at that as okay, it's cool, but it's not like this big triple A you know thing from Nintendo that's going to obviously be their cornerstone for the holiday season. So everyone's kind of like, well, what would they announce then if Breath of Wild Two is in the first quarter of 2022, and that's where things like Mario Kart Nine come up. Yeah, yeah, that that's a big one that people keep talking about. But I'm not I'm not sure. So what's what's your take on the Mario Kart situation because yeah. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe sells more right now than some <laughs> big games from other companies that just released that same year. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe sold over 10 million copies this last fiscal year, which is more yes. than like a Ghost of Tsushima or even like a Last of Us
0: or something. It's so weird to think about that. So like and It's not like it's been decreased like it's not like it's had a discount really. They've been selling that no. for $60 through most of that time. Uh yeah, that it, it so a couple things here. Like I think that is reason why you take that team and you use this as a as an opportunity to make something new and have them work on something different because mm. you don't have to make Mario Kart 9 if you don't want to. But they might have made the decision to start working on Mario Kart 9 a long time ago before they knew they were going to have this long tail of sales. They probably didn't predict they were going to no. sell 10 million <laughs> in the last year. So, um so if they've been working towards Mario Kart Nine anyhow, alongside this, they're like, "Wow, okay, all right, I guess we didn't need to do this, but too late, we're already doing it." And if you have that momentum, you're just going to see it through. Nintendo is in a situation now where, um, you know, partially because of COVID, but partially because of, of strategic reasons, they're holding a lot of games back. Uh, you know, a lot of that just comes down to it's hard to QA a lot of games at once for them right now, I think. Uh, but uh, the, you know, they so they complete they complete games, kind of hold on to them until they're ready. That could happen with Mario Kart Nine very easily, where they have it ready. And they're going to drop it when, when they're ready, but that might not be for some time. Uh, uh, on the other hand, maybe they did kind of like say, well, let's get that team, you know, prototyping something else and then we'll see. And maybe they're working on something else, but, uh, Mario Kart nine does seem like it will happen. Uh, it could be the kind of thing they want to, uh, associate with, with the switch pro. Um, cause they, I think what they see it happening is people go and they buy a switch and when they buy a switch, they're buying Mario Kart, and then something else. Yep. Uh, and, uh, I think they want to replicate that with the Switch Pro. You go buy the Switch Pro, you buy Mario Kart Nine and something else. Then I could easily see that happening, but they don't need it. They don't need it. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe would continue selling.
1: I almost feel it like it they like could look at Mario Kart Nine as a launch title for the next Switch. At this rate, right, I mean, I agree. It would definitely have to be a cross-gen game at least because this one worked so well. Because we're talking yes. about like thirty-five or yeah, like thirty-five million copies that have sold on the switch but then the people switch. forget that it sold over 8 million on the wii u so this thing <laughs> sold over 40 <laughs> yeah. million copies like
0: in general yeah, it's a bonker <laughs> it's a bonkers sales it's just one of the it, I mean, it's got to be one of the best selling games of all time now it's mario it's, it's mario really, kart
1: mario kart is like nintendo's biggest franchise right now
0: yep yep it, it it, just appeals it's appeals to crazy. everyone that's the thing that's yeah. the thing that they do better than everyone else is just appealing to everybody and i mean we see how powerful families are when it comes to Mario Party, which I, I imagine you want to talk about Super Mario <laughs> Party as well. Um, I know it's one of your favorite topics, uh, yes. <laughs> but like they just—they know families and families. When they when they went to go get a Switch during the pandemic, everyone bought Mario Kart, but they also yep. bought Mario Party. It seems like so uh, yep. just a wild thing that they that they have. Yeah, a, that's a pulse, the other rumor. On the on.
1: Is that they do a Mario Party two? Uh, and yeah. I mean. It's Nintendo, so I don't doubt it <laughs> that they would right. be like, let's update this one. Okay, now here's Mario Party 2. Because they didn't mm-hmm. they didn't add new boards or anything. They just added online, like the ability for online years later, <laughs> like way <laughs> late. Uh, and I, I kind of look at Mario Party now, especially on the Switch, as like kind of the modern day monopoly. Like back in the day, yes. it, it, you know, if you're at home, like if this whole thing where everyone had to stay home happened... In like the '90s, we would just be playing Monopoly every day, basically. So mm-hmm. instead, everyone's just playing. People are just playing Mario Party, I'm sure, with their their family. You know, it's 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 automated. It, you go through it; it counts all the stuff up to coins, all this for you, and then you play mini games and you can kind of just hang out around the TV and play that with with the family. Yeah, it's but
0: characters everyone recognizes, and and it's the kind of thing when. You're busy because now you're working from home and then you're helping your kids with school and you don't want to put a lot of effort into setting up a board game or like trying to create some other fun night. You just put it on the TV and let it kind of play itself almost until it's your turn to control something. And it's just a real low effort thing, low stakes thing. And it has worked and they've sold 15 million copies or whatever it is. Bananas. 15 million copies.
1: (laughs) So they're probably going to do a second one just because there there were no extra boards added or any of that. Right. Uh, So I'm expecting... Super Mario Party two to be announced personally, mm-hmm. uh, and I assume it'll have that same online. They they probably did that online multiplayer just to see how it how it goes over in development, and it'll just. I guess that's the one nice thing is this will come out and it'll just be a better game overall because it should have that multiplayer immediately and maybe extra boards, more mini games, and they've released multiple Mario Parties on systems several times in the past, so it wouldn't be weird to have another one necessarily. Whereas Yes, we just talked about Mario Kart. Usually, for generation, situation. gets a yeah. Mario Kart. So, yeah, and again, um... I think
0: if they if they knew Mario Kart or if Mario Party was going to sell this well, maybe they would have rethought it. But even then, it's like that team, you know, that they they've made multiple Mario Parties over and over and over again. They're just going to start on the next one right away. Like, yeah, this was always going to happen. I think.
1: <laughs> okay, so the other rumor we have and this is this is the big one all right and i we talked about this on the spawn cast and yep. i was curious people's takes on this because i i have to ask every metroid fan about this all right so we had there's a 2d metroid that's been rumored and i'll tell you now it's been rumored for a long 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 yes. time like we've been here about this thing for years now i almost feel like the rumor got out when they were basically going through early development of this game for mercury steam for metroid mm-hmm. uh whatever they're going to call it i mean it's technically the Metroid Five, I guess. So it could just be Metroid V, or, or or they'll come up with some subtitle or something for it. But okay, a 2D Metroid for Mercury Steam. Metroid has has never really sold well. As much as like it's it's a yeah. popular franchise to it seems anyway to the fans because we get the reaction at E3, people you know freak out in 2017, and, yep. uh, and then they got to restart development all this, which all right. But 2D Metroid has never been a big time seller. And you you mentioned in the chat when we were talking about it, that you believe the Metroid prime four will be that big send off for like the franchise Absolutely. will really take off. Yes. Finally.
0: Yes. With Metroid it's going to be prime a 4. fire emblem awakening moment. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. And okay. I get, I get, I get, I can hear Sean's <laughs> voice in my head saying, well, then why wasn't uh, Metroid Samus returns in the 3ds, the fire emblem awakening moment, because the switch was already out or, or this switch yeah. was right there at least and like everyone like every game that came out after that point like it wasn't just metroid that didn't do well uh like alpha dream closed down because the the mario and luigi re- re- re-release that they did was such a disaster this, like it was every game that came out at that time had the same thing happen to it. it people just wanted to play stuff on their switch we see that now with like miles morales even like miles morales came out with kind of disappointing sales its first month but it's sold so well ever since people keep buying PS5s yep. because people have just moved on. They want to wait till they, you know, for the next system to actually buy these games. Uh, this is going to be its Fire Emblem Awakening moment. retro Prime 4 is going to sell very well. Like You just look at the way everything is selling on the Switch. We just got them talking about Mario Party selling 15 million copies. And yeah, that's a, it's a, appealing to the family audience. It's a little bit different, but everything everything tends to do very well and they're going to make it a big deal. And when when, t- when Nintendo says something is a big deal, people tend to believe them at this point with the switch and uh people are just spending a lot of money on games on this system uh we see the attach rate is just off the chart like 10 15 games per person or something like that they're gonna people are gonna show up for this one and and if they don't then metroid deserves to die and uh, (laughs) yeah because it's 2d metroid this is metroid
1: prime is the one that people got really excited for metroid samus returns on the 3ds did not sell that well but as you said I remember whenever the 3DS games showed up in any direct after the Switch came out, there was a collective groan from the audience, and then everyone was like, "Okay, Uh why isn't this on Switch?
0: Why isn't this on Switch?"
1: Exactly. And then five minutes in, they're like, "Okay, those are all the 3DS games," and everyone was like, "Okay, finally, let's let's get to the good stuff." So I I get what you're saying there. There are people who are a lot of people were just like, "I don't want to go back to the 3DS after getting this." Uh, much better device here. I I want to I want these games on the Switch, which it is strange that they never did move Samus Returns to the the Switch, yes. but uh hey, it looks like they're they're gearing up to have a 2D Metroid game showing up pretty soon, uh which is you know, it's good. We'll see how sales do there because if it really was the You're 3DS right. I was holding it back, we expect this to uh, as long as it's a good game it has to also be a good game that's the other thing i can't come out and just yes, be that, like that's the terrible. caveat
0: of the unspoken caveat over and over like these games have to review well um and uh it's gonna be a little bit more difficult for the 2d metroid game i think because it is going against so many indie options that are mm. very well made at this point Like the, the genre has just been uh you know it's been sharpened to this really fine point where the, we've gotten some of the best games ever now and they're indie 2d uh, metroidvania games uh but I, you know, I, it's not going to probably sell as good as as like *Link's Awakening* uh, for the Switch was like five million copies. Yep. Uh, that's that's maybe a bit too high for for our two D Metroid. But if it comes out with good reviews, it's going to do very well in, in terms of copies sold. It's gonna it's gonna be sixty dollars, so it's gonna have a little bit of a barrier there. But I could see two million copies, two and a half, three maybe. Uh, and that that'll be great for that series. Um, it'll be a good launching point for uh. Metroid Prime, and then if people get into Metroid Prime, maybe they go back and check that game out again. It's not like it's going to go down in price, so Nintendo will still make a lot of money off of it. Yeah,
1: you know. we need Prime Trilogy, too, though. That's what we need. need you yeah, know, all that, three I... of the Metroid Prime
0: games on the Switch. That's the one I've always heard is like also one of those ones that, oh, it's done. We're just waiting on it, right? Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I wonder. And uh, I know that that um, developer, the old retro developer, was saying that, oh, um, you kind of we, we don't have the APIs or whatever to like hook into uh, the, mm-hmm. the motion controls. this. But I think that um, when Nintendo built that emulation layer for Super Mario 3D All-Stars, I think that all that stuff hooks right in and they'll be able to put something right on top of the game and make it run just fine.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like if Nintendo wants it, they get they can get it. Like, you yes. know, like they, they to say Nintendo can't figure out how to do that is kind of I don't know. It's, it's it's almost like you're just you have no belief that Nintendo knows how to develop games. Then like, yeah,
0: they'll figure it out. I feel like
1: retro. If they, w- it, it, maybe it's not even retro doing it. I mean, honestly, it could have been passed off to some other developer, which does yep. actually beg the question: of what would have retro, what was retro doing this whole time if they were? Yep. I, there, there's there been a lot of talk of uh, retro games getting canceled more than people under, realize at times. And, like, there, there was a rumor at one point that they had a they were working on a singing RPG or something. <laughs> so there have been a lot of uh, yeah. rumors around what goes on at retro half the time. And then they, they've run support as well for different <laughs> games. So I just, who knows? Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a history of what happens at retro over, like, the last 10 years. Yes, but...
0: I would love to see that.
1: At least we know what they're doing right now, and that is uh, Metroid Prime 4. So uh, we'll yeah, see. There.
0: I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I mean, do you think that shows up at E3? I don't think we hear about Metroid Prime 4, but I think we, I guess maybe they mention it just because they, if they were going to talk about the 2D Metroid game. Then you say, and Metroid Prime 4 is still coming. Maybe I, they show a little bit more from it. but I feel uh, like they're I terrified.
1: Expect- I kind of think they're terrified yeah, to say anything about it until it's almost done. Like, okay, this is, I agree. This is good? Okay, now we're going to show it. <laughs> so, yes,
0: I agree. I agree with that, absolutely. Yeah. So maybe we just hear about the 2D Metroid and that's it. Yep.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hope we have that Switch Pro rolling by the time Metroid Prime 4 comes out. Because if we do have a Switch that's capable of upscaling to 4K and then Metroid Prime 4 comes out, which is a series that's known to push the hardware pretty pretty well uh i i think we could have a really good and who knows metroid prime 4 can end up being a cross-gen game at this rate it could come out that's true towards the end of this generation uh, alongside of a mario kart or something and that just bridges the gap to the next switch uh,
0: as long as it has i mean it seems like it will at this point just based on the timing but as long as it has the stuff in there for dlss i'll be i'll Mm -hmm. be happy because you're right i want to i wanted to take advantage of that you know there is one other
1: game that's been missing for a long time and it has people concerned a bit at what happened to Bayonetta? Project, th-
0: Project Hammer. Um, no, I was, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what happened to Bayonetta Three. That game just disappeared. I don't know if you've noticed this, but it's like completely yeah. gone. uh And people have been worried that there is something wrong in development for that game. And I can't. It's hard for me to to blame them, believing that because, like, I don't know what mm-hmm. happened to this thing. Uh, it just fell off the face of the earth. Day.
0: It just fell off the face of the earth. It's gone. I, I, I like we haven't heard anything about it except for. Uh, I I think one of the developers didn't they they say uh uh, uh you, like you might not hear about it for a while maybe I'm yeah. misremembering mis- something. Kamiya like Kamiya says Kamea. it all the
1: time that like right. it's fine it's fine it's fine but it's obviously up to Nintendo to yeah. when they want to show it like Platinum's not just gonna show up one day on Twitter and say here's Bayonetta three it's right it's of course Nintendo. Not, yeah. uh, it's a Nintendo
0: and- published game it's a first party game so yeah yeah right they and- treat it that way.
1: And they, I mean, they showed this at the Game Awards the first year the Switch came out. That's when they announced it. And we haven't seen anything since then. Not even concept art, key art, nothing. Uh, So this is like...
0: I I hope we see it. I I hope we see it soon. I I love Bayonetta 2 a, a whole bunch. I like Bayonetta, but I really like Bayonetta 2. So... I, I hope we get it, but it feels like one of those games. Like it's you could say, "Oh yeah, we should see it now," and it feel, also feels like one of those games where if it doesn't show up, it's like, "Oh yeah, of course it didn't show up. It's just it's in this weird uh, in between purgatory, and who yeah. knows when we're going to see it again."
1: Like if it's not twenty twenty one, wow, we'd really be looking at it announced right. in twenty seventeen and then come out in twenty twenty two.
0: Right, and then wow. at that point, why wouldn't you say, "Yeah, clearly there's clearly there are problems," like because wh- why else would it be taking so long? But. It is also Nintendo, and they're weird, and these sort of that's things true. seem to happen sometimes.
1: That's true. So we never figured out what the holiday title would be. I'm not sure myself.
0: Looking at this, the picture right now for Nintendo, I I, I think they expected it to be Breath of the Wild too. And yeah. I guess if it you know if it gets delayed into into the first quarter of next year like that for them, that's not the end of the world because that's still their financial year, and and then and so it'll still go towards you know their their annual report. Um, and, but, you know, you still would expect them to want to have a huge holiday game. And so if they have nothing, that would be weird. Uh, yeah. I guess, what was last year? What did they have last year? What was their big holiday game last year?
1: The big holiday game last year was... That's a good question. I have to double check.
0: I know, <laughs> yeah.
1: Look I'm... again to make sure. Um, but I know, I know this year they have, right now, No More Heroes 3. That's coming out. Uh, right. Kind of in the fall time. Uh, and then they have pokemon that i assume is going to be october or november and then starting up next year they have the other pokemon game uh arceus and then they have splatoon 3 coming out next year yeah so like i'd have to double check what their big holiday title was uh last year i think it's uh, hyrule
0: warriors age of calamity do you think that counts is that was that the big one
1: yeah i would count that it's a zelda game that actually yeah. sold pretty well i mean it's the best selling right, warriors did. game yes. now so that's one of the other reasons I figured they'd want to have something big this year is because they didn't have like a Breath of the Wild two, you know, last year. Um, right. But they still, yeah. the Switch still sold well. So
0: what can you do, you know? Yeah. And it's it's going to keep selling well. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, it, like if if the switch pro launches this year then i do think breath of the wild 2 launches here i'm just very skeptical that either of those things are going to happen at this point i get that there's momentum in that direction for the switch pro where when you start those supply lines it's it is with a specific date in mind and it's very hard to change those things you want and you tell partners and you want everything to line up perfectly and so if you could make it happen you're going to make it happen um, but it just seems like there's enough going against it that it could easily slip into early next year. And then that would just, like you said, line up with the Switch's anniversary and there's some, you know, kismet to that. So maybe they'll, maybe they'll go that direction.
1: You think, you think the switch is gonna, is going to catch the DS? <laughs> I do. Yes. Do you really? Will, okay. I was trying to, mm-hmm. I, I ask people this all the time. Like, do you think it's going to catch the DS? Cause there's a chance it catches the Wii at the end of this year.
0: Yeah. Yes, it's going to catch the Wii by the end of this year, and then I think with the Switch Pro, they'll see another big bump uh, for for quite some time. You know, that you know that, that that number is units sold, and um and when you think about about units sold, you like you know DS was significantly less expensive than the Switch is going to be, especially when you consider average sales price with a Switch Pro that could be more expensive. Uh, but I, I do think that there will be enough energy. It just goes to, like Nintendo hasn't taken advantage of this of this. Uh, system of sales that it uses in the past of refreshing the system in a number of different ways uh, to like every, like every year we got a new 3ds and every year we got a new ds basically and then the people who are really hardcore would go out and buy that and then they would give away or sell their old system and there'd be more there would be more people buying games and Nintendo's done that with the Switch Lite a little bit and with the revised battery model a little bit but it hasn't really gone whole hog with this with this system and uh, once they do that they should sort of see a big jump where. You and me, we all go out and we buy this new system for sure, and then our old systems either get handed off to someone else, or resell them, and uh, and then the, they might do a similar thing one more time with like a, a revised like switch light or something like that down the line, and it's gonna it's gonna push them towards that that you know what is yes like 155 million yeah about that Let's
1: 154 or yeah 150, yeah basically yeah
0: yeah I think that's right I think that's within the realm of possibility for sure.
1: I think the switch is at least going to be Nintendo's first 1 billion, you know, software inter- software seller because they've yes, never actually had I that before. And it looks like the switch is just on track for that to happen. Um, so it's, that's, I think that's the most and, important part of it anyway.
0: Yes. And without, without like call of duty and without, uh, the big sports games and stuff like that, that Sony really relies on to get that billion, num- billion, you know, software number every generation. Yep. A lot of that comes from these massive third party games that Nintendo just still doesn't have. So, uh, That is an impressive feat to kind of do on your own with some third-party support, but not a ton, and then a lot of indie games, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, and ton of obviously the first party, like we just talked about Mario Kart, and then Animal Crossing. Those two combined are almost seventy million just on the Switch, so it's that's quite a bit. So let's let's a lot of games. We'll round out today with, because uh, we're basically, I guess we're just doing the big three here. Let's, let's, go, let's, to, it. let's go to Sony. All right. Because Sony's mm-hmm. not going to be, not going to be at E3. <laughs> uh, but right. they're, I mean, we expect them to have something over the summer uh, at some point. I would say, I mean, mid-summer, you, July, like you said.
0: is Late June, early July. That seems to be the thing that I, I, I've heard a little bit, but I, that's what I expect, I think. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm thinking too. Like, they want to get past Ratchet and Clank coming out because they don't yes. need... They don't really need to say much else. I think most people are sold on it because uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I said this and I'll say it again.
0: I feel like Insomniac is Sony's best studio right now. And I, I agree with that. I agree with like 100%. I think that they are just, uh, they don't just make uh, a lot of games, which people may not realize. They make a lot of games. They made a lot of VR games. They just make a lot of video games. And it turns out they also make a lot of great games and just one after the other, um, you know, to they, they, they go for Miles Morales to Wretched & Clank so quickly, it is going to be hard to deny that they are clearly the best. And they have this variety of skill sets, too, where they can put out something like Miles Morales and has, like, the best swinging Spider-Man physics of any yes. game ever. And now we're going to get the best-looking video game ever made in Wretched and & Clank. And... It, it's just it's super impressive. And so, they did the update uh, that was, that was for Ratchet and Clank
1: going to sixty frames per second just because <laughs> right. after they gave it away,
0: <laughs> right? So, and, and, uh, that was a good deal for Sony when they paid like what, like, like not even three hundred million dollars for that? Yeah, studio. it was like two
1: hundred, like fifty million dollars. Yeah, it's like that's what Microsoft I feel I think bought
0: Rare for back in the day from yeah, Nintendo. <laughs> right. Yeah, and they I mean, worked out a bit phenomenal. differently. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, 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 I mean I, I'm, I continue being endlessly impressed by Insomniac.
1: Yeah, they, they seem very organized overall. Like they keep getting these yes. games out there. We all figure <laughs> the, they're also working the trains on Spider-Man. Run on time. We all figure they're working on Spider-Man 2 right now. Uh, like mm-hmm. there's there there's been talks getting kicked around heavy rumors of other things like a possible Infamous project and mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of stuff out there right now for Insomniac and they're just cruising along um in and even compared to some of Sony's other stuff, uh, it's it's impressive to see. Uh, but I, I assume Sony's gonna line up their holiday with I mean I, I would guess it'd be Horizon. Horizon, I, I yeah. would assume at this point would be their big holiday title. Uh I've heard some people say that it might not make it this year, but I feel like it will. Like I, I think this is the game they're gonna push like hard to get out um for the I, for the I holiday. think it'll make
0: it I think it makes it this year. I I, I get what the skeptics skepticism about all these big games and whether or not they're actually able to make out, make it out this year. But I think that's the one that they really focus on and really try to get out this year. And there's still time to sort of bring bring all that stuff together. Uh, You know, I'm sure the game's fundamentals are all there. It it, it was, uh, they didn't need to do much. They kind of needed to just make more horizon. And most people are going to be very happy with that. And it's going to be bigger and all that stuff. Um, And really, if they have that uh, and they have ratchet in the summer, they don't need too much else. I, you know, I think there's, I think at E3, we probably see final fantasy 16 from them, you know, their their E3. Uh, I'm sure that square Enix might suggest that or talk about a little bit when they have their E3 thing, but we'll definitely see it at, at, uh, at Sony's showcase at state of the play in in the summer. Um, and then you kind of, if you have that and you say, you know, that's coming in the next 12 months or whatever. And, you know, final fantasy seven remake two, if they have any time to talk about that uh, and say that's a little bit beyond that. Um, That's a pretty good lineup right there. We're not even talking about God of War Ragnarok yet. So they're they're fine. They're in a really strong situation software-wise.
1: I do wonder because, all right, if they were going to do a state of play and it was like 30 to 40 minutes, we'll we'll say that, you would expect them to talk about some of those other games they've already shown, like God of War Ragnarok. And there's been talks about Ragnarok being a PS4 title as well. Yeah. (laughs) And I kind of think it might be, Mm -hmm. mostly because... It kind of feels like both Microsoft and Sony are sort of stuck in this mentality of cross-gen because they just cannot make enough systems right now. Uh, So they're kind of like, well, we got to hold up a bit in the PS4 or the Xbox one generation because like we don't have enough people on the next gen yet and we can't get them there anyway, because we just can't make enough. So it's almost like, well, we can't, not have god of war be available to the hundred some odd million ps4 users right now and you know on microsoft's side halo infinite pretty much also has to be for xbox one currently uh so it's it's an interesting situation for them to be in right now No, by no fault of their own they're just like we can't make any systems
0: yeah i mean really i think the motivations might be even a little bit different between microsoft and sony Mm -hmm. like microsoft can't uh not release on xbox one because of game pass. And if you're paying for game pass, you expect to get these games. And if a game sure. isn't on game pass, just cause you have a uh, Xbox one, it's a reason to cancel. And Microsoft does not want to te- give you any reason to cancel. So that's their big motivating thing right there. I think with uh, with Sony, I think they are seeing that like miles Morales continues to sell really well because it's on PS5. And that's the version that's selling very well. Um, and you know, it, it, it did sell okay at launch, but it wasn't like Spider-Man Marvel Spider-Man, which did way, way better. Um, and I, I think that if they decide to just release it on PS5, God of War Ragnarok, Ragnarok would do fine and continue to sell for a long time. But I do think that they probably have already made the decision to try to do a PS4 version. And if they're going to do it, they're going to see it through, and it will help sales there out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And I think with, with Sony games, they are so expensive. They are they cost so much money. Yeah. They really do need to get every possible dollar out of these um, to really make them make sense, which is why... We're going to start seeing a lot of these games on PC. We, we, everyone already knows about that, but we'll see more of them on PC. That was, uh,
1: yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's a good point. I And, you know, what's interesting is we saw that Steam page launch for Sony now. Yep. Uh, a lot of hidden listings apparently are being pointed out, and it oh. does make you wonder if if they're getting set up for another announcement going to PC soon. And I, I was, I've just go around asking people now, what do you think the next Sony PlayStation game is going to be making the jump to PC?
0: Uh I mean, the one that does stick out in my mind is is God of War right yeah. it's been long enough and uh and they do have Ragnarok coming it lines up with all the things that we've seen with everything else uh where like you know they uh you know I would love to see Spider-Man on PC that's the one I would Ooh, definitely play that on would PC be cool. the most that would be fantastic uh and I would imagine that Marvel and Disney would be very happy with that uh but um you know I do think it's probably God of War because they want to get the, the audience excited for Ragnarok and re-release it on PC does help with that. And that's why they did it with, um, horizon. So, hmm. uh, yeah, God of War, I, I, I think is going to be the next one, which will be fantastic playing that on the, you know, the, the ultra wide screen and everything like that would be really fun. Um, but I, I, want Spider-Man, but I don't think it's next.
1: That's a good point. If they have God of War come out on PC, it would work to push Ragnarok whenever they have that ready right. to show. Uh, wow. That, hmm. Yeah, I I've been thinking that for a little while that it would be God of War. The one I would actually like to see is Gran Turismo because I think Gran Turismo on PC too. with ultra wide monitor they would love or, that. That
0: team would love that. Yeah, they would probably like all the of the PC wheel support. Like you can do. Yeah, that'd be really good. That'd I make think a lot that'd of be, sense.
1: that'd be really cool to see that. You know, people would do like you know three hundred some odd frames per second or something crazy yeah. with that. Uh, but ray tracing probably would try to get added in. Yeah. Uh, that there, would be some cool and stuff. I feel like they could plays- oh, all the mods would be incredible uh, for that one. And then there is, I, I do have to at least do this for Nate. Okay. I got to at least put this out there. <laughs> the Konami stuff with Sony. It's still being talked about. Uh, and Nate continues to double down on it, that there is silent Hill coming in some way. Uh, and Sony, I guess is one of the front runners for presenting this. Uh, but apparently there were two silent Hill games and uh, being worked on. One, right. at, Bloober, one at Bloober team and uh, one, I guess, with Sony, who would be working with Konami. So I, you know what? I'll throw it up to Nate and say, "Hey, yeah, okay, they'll they'll announce a Silent Hill as well, just to just to
0: appease Nate <laughs> at this <laughs> at this event." I trust Why Nate. I trust Nate. I, I, he sticks MBG with it. Lay off them yeah, yeah, he, he does. St-
1: yeah, he sticks with it. And then the uh, one that the one that I, I want to see though is Metal Gear. I I. I I, cool. I don't. I don't trust Konami anymore. You got to no get them away from the, their own franchise, uh, or they have to start getting mercenaries involved with basically other developers, essentially who can do it.
0: Right? You could see. You could see why that stuff could happen because uh, so many like. Amazon will turn anything into a show right now. If you have a, an IP and you want to take, and you want to get it like turned into like a movie or a show, there is so much hunger for that in Hollywood and across the world on these streaming services. Uh, but you have to make sure the stuff is relevant and make sure the audience is being loud so that when you pitch it to these companies to say, Hey, do you want to license our properties to make this stuff? Uh, that, that there is evidence for that. And you kind of, so, and I could see that being like, okay, well then maybe we should make a game, but that's not really a great reason to make a game. And so I could still see Konami messing it up in a million different ways so uh yeah um i hope it does happen though i agree i hope that one of these companies does license uh, metal gear style they haven't make touched a, it since survive
1: time. so right and that was a point where i remember they were charging for like safe safe like states or whatever like it was a whole thing there oh, right but, the, which they always do oh. such
0: weird stuff with that there was the insurance that you could get in metal gear solid 5 or whatever yeah. <laughs> what a company that's a weird company and they they said they have stuff in the works uh metal gear
1: solid a remake of that has been rumored now for a little while but mm-hmm. the big rumor has been silent hill and I, I hope they have something for silent hill fans because they have been waiting Patiently for quite a while.
0: Yes, they. I hope it's not a slot
1: machine like we just saw with Fatal (laughs) Frame.
0: Yeah, they made an entire trailer around that. Yeah, yeah. Again, just what a weird company. I I don't get like they do that kind of stuff, and then there's no games to like point people to. I I don't know what Konami's problem is, but uh, I I will like that that deal with Kojima and Microsoft is probably still in the works. I think they're still talking it out. I'm. I think it's likely that it gets closed. Um, but I, I wonder if like part of that is going out and licensing one of these, but I don't know. I don't think so. I Ooh, bet this is a good question. We can, we, bet-
1: we can finish up with that actually that, cause I forgot yeah, to bring yeah. that up
0: with Microsoft, but Koji,
1: that's right. There was the Kojima, uh, rumored partnership right now. Right. And that's yeah. why he had the, uh, the figure on the, uh, filled it on the back shelf next yes, to the switch, of course, it. which could be for X cloud on the switch or something who knows there, but, mm-hmm. uh, that. Would be interesting because there was talks that
0: he had gone to Google originally right at, or google stadia like in? stadia was going to like pay for something and it was going to be uh, it was going to take advantage of the cloud and all that stuff so then who's the other company that could do that if when google realized it sucks at making games so didn't want to be in this anymore yeah microsoft i didn't even but... think
1: of that oh wait a minute does that mean that kojima has a plan for like the cloud gaming stuff For
0: yeah i think that's what i think that's what's happening here yeah. oh <laughs> who that's knows gonna what be that looks
1: like oh that's gonna be weird
0: <laughs> yeah who knows yeah it could be very weird yeah um Yeah, it's, he. you know, he made the first cloud-based gaming with Boktai, where if there were clouds in the sky, you couldn't play the game because it was blocking the sun or whatever. Um, But I I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens there. I don't think we'll see it at E3, though, just to let people know. Uh, uh, Kojima and Microsoft are talking. Uh, It's with the lawyers, but I don't think it's going to be ready in time for them to have it at E3. That's going to be later this year, I think, if they're able to pull it together.
1: Interesting. I wonder if this is just an original project by kojima with a studio and he's like hey let's go find someone who can fund this and it's interesting that it's not it's still not sony like i guess sony was just like i mean there were there was a lot of talk that death stranding didn't go over super well internally between kojima and sony in terms of sales or just the overall development of it apparently there was some miscommunication it was kind of like how do we market this what is this what's going on here kind of thing um but i mean the game came out and i you know i i I thought it was pretty good overall i liked
0: that for the most part it's a solid game i i almost wish it was more kojima and more esoteric in terms of the way it played like i thought it was um a good job of making you want to like uh deliver these packages i just wish it was like a little bit more punishing but it was still it's a good game and all the connected stuff worked really well. And if he wants to like build on that with his next game, like and involve the cloud a little bit more, that could work really well. Uh, and I do think That's when it comes to point. Sony and, and Kojima, I do think it is just, um, they don't, they don't want the weird games anymore. They want games that are Western and they appeal globally. And that is where they're going to invest. And, um, uh, and you know, in the game didn't sell well enough to say, "Well, screw you." Look at my, how well my my game sells. So he kind of had to go look elsewhere. And and Sony was going to pick up the tab That's again. Good point, yeah, it's, it's a different it's a different Sony too. Like Andrew House is the one that yes. made that deal. and House is gone. So yep. yeah,
1: Sean Layden, Andrew House, they're they're both gone now. Right. So uh, Jim Ryan comes in. Herman Holst. Maybe they're not as interested in the in the Kojima stuff. And they're like, eh, you yep. go to Google or Microsoft. And obviously we saw it happen with Google. So with Stadia. So there, it's it's on to Microsoft now, <laughs> which is exactly uh, <laughs> yep. I mean that could be because Microsoft is desperate to get something going in in like Japan, so they'd probably pay. Yeah some money to to make sure it, it gets done and gets out there and if it takes advantage of the cloud they can advertise hey this is built on azure and X Cloud too you know it's using and our servers power the cloud so
0: and i think i think you know getting success in japan is one thing and it is still worth pursuing because the the, the numbers i'm hearing coming out of japan for in terms of engagement during the pandemic were just off the charts there was so much game playing happening in japan Ian, and on consoles, and a lot of, of, course, a lot of it was on mobile phones. But mm-hmm. uh, Microsoft sees a chance there with with X Cloud and appealing to that audience, maybe. But a lot of it is also to do with um, Japanese games do very well in Game Pass. Dragon Quest does very well in, in Game Pass, like what better than anyone expected. And uh, having a big variety of games coming from a, a variety of developers from different parts of the world is a huge, th- a huge part of making Game Pass feel valuable to people. And so. Uh, even if it doesn't necessarily take off in Japan, it's not like it uh, it would be a failure because Kojima's game is probably going to appeal to a lot of people in Game Pass and be one of the reasons they list when they say, why do you keep your Game Pass subscription? Well, because I tried this and I liked it. I never would have tried it otherwise. So uh, it's like they have just such a different incentive structure at Microsoft right now that it really is going to make sure that we get a lot of cool games from places like Japan, even when Sony is like, well yeah we'll do your game maybe but can it appeal globally it's, it can't be too weird um and that's gonna that's cool i'm glad that we still have these opportunities to see these kinds of games
1: sure sure absolutely well jeff there's about an hour jeff yeah. come, so i appreciate Damn, you flew by. i appreciate you joining me here today i think it i think it was a lot of fun right with the podcast and all of that first yeah. spawn point episode three uh do you want to let everyone know where they can find you though as we sign off yeah yeah the
0: best yeah the best place to find me is just on twitter uh, jeff grubb um i try to t- tweet about what i'm doing but you can also find a link to my discord in my bio there i'll click on there and come hang out in my discord if you want I, 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 everything i'm doing i put in there and uh, there's a lot of like links to other stuff and there's a good community growing on there and that's great so and that's free to join it's in my bio come hang out it's, it's yes. really cool
1: and check out jeff grubb uh kind of over on twitter it's always tweeting out all kinds of stuff especially heading into e3 yes you're gonna want to pay attention there because you have a whole list the the summer game mess, the game and all mess this list. that, that
0: can... is it that is in the discord now listen to discord and you can check it whenever you want i update it there uh it's you can subscribe to it so it goes into your discord because it's an announcement channel so yeah that, I, I handle that stuff oh, there now awesome. so very
1: cool all right thanks uh thanks jeff for joining me here today thanks everyone for listening to us for an hour ramble about games we appreciate it and we'll uh see you guys in the next episode